Peace in the Holy Land seems a long way off, with violence and anger escalating between Israel and the Palestinians this week. This is Matt Davies joining you for another Bible in the News. It was just over a week ago that three Israeli boys began their journey home from Jewish seminaries near Hebron in the West Bank. As is normal in Israel, it was thought that they were attempting to walk home to Jerusalem and thumb a lift on the way. However, the boys did not make it home. It is thought that 16-year-old Naphtali Frankel, Gilead Shaya, also 16, and Yafial Yafrak, who is 19, have been kidnapped by Hamas. In the past, such kidnappings have not ended well. Many have ended in the death of those who have been abducted. Those that have seen the victims eventually released have occurred at a huge price for Israel, with Hamas asking for ridiculous trades before they will release their prisoners. For example, back in 2006, Israeli Corporal Gilead Shalit was kidnapped and held captive in the Gaza Strip. Hamas demanded the release of 1,027 convicted terrorists in exchange for the release of this one single Israeli soldier. In October 2011, this deal was eventually completed, Gilead finally being released after five years in captivity. In exchange, the 1,027 Palestinian prisoners were released reluctantly by Israel, and according to Israeli government sources, these prisoners were collectively responsible for over 500 Israeli deaths. It is clear that kidnappings are part of Hamas's terrorist strategy to strike fear into Israelis. Since the beginning of 2013, it has been reported that Israel has managed to stop 64 attempted kidnappings, many planned by Hamas. Last July, Ismail Hanaya, the Hamas Prime Minister, in a video recorded speech said, quote, The brave resistance that kidnapped and held captive while liberating can in Allah's will do the same again. End quote. A senior Hamas political leader, Mohammed Nazal, said the kidnapping of the Israeli teenagers was, quote, a heroic capture, end quote, and, quote, a milestone, end quote, for the Palestinian people. And it is because of this type of attitude that the USA, the EU and other nations see Hamas as a terrorist group. No one knows at this moment what it is that Hamas wants for the release of these three boys, or if in fact they are even still alive. The Israeli Defence Force, the IDF, has been hard at work trying to find the lost teenagers, calling the operation Brothers Keeper. They have been searching Palestinian villages in Judah and Samaria, in over 900 locations and have found and confiscated huge stockpiles of weapons. This has been met with huge resistance by the Hamas organisation and the Palestinians li living in those areas, leading to a number of arrests. According to recent reports, over 300 Palestinians have been arrested and detained, and over 50 of these were prisoners released back in 2011 in the exchange for Gilead Shalit, who had broken the terms of that release. 
As the search continues, violence is breaking out all over the West Bank. Attacks on the IDF and Israelis are frequent, with many reports of rocks and makeshift explosives being hurled. And this has led to some Palestinian deaths. A few weeks ago, on the Bible in the News, we heard about the uniting of Fatah and Hamas, an event which led to the end of the Palestinian peace talks with Israel. With the recent kidnapping, it seems Israel has found a way of legitimately damaging the new unity group. In Hebron, a full lockdown has been implemented by the IDF, including roadblocks, whilst they search for the missing boys. This has led to anger, not only against Israel, but also against the PLO, who govern the region, as they are seen to not be protecting the Palestinians from the IDF. Whilst Hamas leaders are praising the kidnapping, the leader of the PLO, Mahmoud Abbas of Fatah, has condemned the abductions, revealing a deep split within the Palestinian community. Abbas has attempted to cooperate with Israel, saying, quote, Security coordination with Israel serves Palestinian interests because it helps prevent a new uprising, which would destroy us, end quote, he said. He was also reported as saying, quote, These three boys are human beings like us, and they should be returned to their families, end quote. Hamas, on the other hand, have threatened the third infatada against Israel. The Jerusalem Post reported on Thursday the 19th that Salah Bardawil, a Hamas official, had said, quote, We are capable of igniting a third intifada, and this is our irrevocable right. It will go off when enough pressure ex is exerted on the Palestinian people, end quote. In a press conference, Hamas promised, quote, to rain hell on Israel, end quote, should Operation Brothers Keeper continue, and also slammed Abbas for supporting Israel in the matter. And in response to these divisions, President of Israel Netanyahu has called on Abbas to, quote, dissolve the union with this murderous terrorist organisation, end quote, saying that he thought it, quote, important for our common future, end quote. The Apostle Paul in Acts 28 was a prisoner on his way to Rome. He had been taken prisoner by the Romans after being severely beaten in Jerusalem by an angry mob because he was preaching the gospel, the things concerning Jesus Christ and of the kingdom of God. Paul had appealed to be heard of Caesar in the matter and was on his way to Rome as a prisoner when the ship he was sailing on was wrecked on the island of Malta. We read of what happens after Paul gets safely ashore in Acts 28 verses 17 to 22. And it came to pass that after three days, Paul called the chief of the Jews together. And when they were come together, he said unto them, Men and brethren, though I have committed nothing against the people or customs of our fathers, yet was I delivered prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans, who when they had examined me, would have let me go, because there was no cause of death in me. But when the Jews spake against it, I was constrained to appeal unto Caesar, not that I had aught to accuse my nation of, for this cause therefore have I called for you, to see you, and to speak with you, because 
that for the hope of Israel I am bound with this chain. The apostle viewed his preaching as the hope of Israel. What hope was this? Well, on careful reading, we realise that his hope was for the restoration of God's kingdom of Israel in the past with the Lord Jesus Christ as king, sitting on King David's throne of old. This will be the golden age in the earth's history, a time of peace when kidnappings of teenagers and division in Israel will be a thing unheard of. This is the Jewish hope, the ultimate fulfilment of God's promises to the fathers of the nation of Israel. Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, when all nations will be at peace. This time is spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, who in Isaiah 9 verses 6 to 7 tells of how by one man, the Lord Jesus Christ, this will occur. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So as we look at the trouble in Israel at this moment in time, we who have faith in Yahweh, the God of Israel, must not lose sight of the hope of Israel. Peace is coming, but lasting peace will not be brought about without the intervention of God himself through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the only true hope for peace in the Middle East. How in need the world is of the return of Messiah. Jesus the Christ. We join to reflect the words of the psalmist in Psalm 72, back to God who gave these words to us. Words of praise and prophecy about the return of the King of Israel, the Lord Jesus Christ. Give the King thy judgments, O God, and thy righteousness unto the King's Son. He shall judge thy people with righteousness and thy poor with judgment. The mountain shall bring peace to the people and the little hills by righteousness. He shall judge the poor of the people. He shall save the children of the needy and shall break in pieces the oppressor. They shall fear thee as long as the sun and moon endure throughout all generations. He shall come down like rain upon the mown grass, the showers that water the earth. In his days shall the righteous flourish, an abundance of peace, so long as the moon endureth. He shall have dominion also from sea to sea, and from the river unto the ends of the earth. They that dwell in the wilderness shall bow before him, and his enemies shall lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and of the isles shall bring presents. The kings of Sheba and Seba shall offer gifts. Yea, all kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall serve him. For he shall deliver the needy when he crieth. The poor also and him that hath no helper. He shall spare the poor and needy. He shall save the souls of the needy. He shall redeem their soul from deceit and violence. And precious shall their blood be in his sight. 
and he shall live, and to him shall he give of the gold of Sheba. Prayer also shall be made for him continually, and daily shall he be praised. There shall be an handful of corn in the earth upon the top of the mountains. The fruit thereof shall shake like Lebanon, and they of the city shall flourish like grass of the earth. His name shall endure forever. His name shall be continued as long as the sun, and men shall be blessed in him. All nations shall call him blessed. Blessed be Yahweh, God, the God of Israel, who only doeth wondrous things, and blessed be his glorious name forever. And let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and Amen. This has been Matt Davies joining you for the Bible in the News. Come back next week, God willing, at www.bibleinthenews.com. Thank you.